Hey there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast, where our goal is to equip you with the tools you need to ditch the prayer guilt, grow in your relationship with God, and pray like you and nobody else. Stay tuned for our latest episode after this quick word from our sponsor. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hey there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Jamie Hampton, and today I'm excited to be here with Tara L. Cole. Tara is a wife, mother, teacher, author, and podcaster, and she has a passion for helping women and their families abide in Jesus to build a foundation of faith for their lives. So Tara, thank you so much for being here today to talk with us about your new book and just all of the, all the things. (laughs) Thank you for having me here, Jamie. I'm excited. So am I. Um, Before we get into talking about your new devotional, um, we like to ask all of our guests, what is your favorite prayer closet? Where do you like to go to feel close to God? And it could be off the wall. It doesn't have to be a closet or a room or anything. My favorite place is our back porch because we live in Oklahoma. And so from about June through October, It's pretty nice in the mornings on our back porch. It's nice and cool. And we have these lovely big trees that you don't see much in Oklahoma. So I'm so thankful for them. But that is my absolute favorite place is I have a porch swing and go out there for my quiet time in the mornings when I have a chance. That sounds great. I love that porch swing picture because I and I know just about everybody that comes on says something about how there is something really special about being outside and being in Mm -hmm. nature, especially when the weather permits. I can relate to the narrow window of weather permitting, but (laughs) yeah, I guess you have to get creative when, when the weather doesn't permit. Yes. Yeah. Um, Well, you have recently, so, so this is airing August 15th. So as of August 1st, you will have released a really timely devotional. Um, It is called everyday prayers for the school year. Mm -hmm. And I just want to know what inspired that. What was the heart behind that, the devotional? Well, I had been a uh, member of the million praying moms community for over a decade. Um, I had followed Brooke McLaughlin and her work from her very beginnings. And so um, I had done the prayer journals with her in the past and kind of grew up with her ministry And I was one of her writers. And so she, when she asked who would be interested in writing this journal, and it was just actually not even devotional begin with, it was just a um, prayers for her community. I quickly raised my hand because I had already started praying these kind of prayers for my son back in 2017. And I think this was 2019 um, when she was asking. And so I had already started this plus, um, she needed someone who was okay with all the different schooling types who didn't really favor one over another. So I had homeschooled. My kids were currently in public school. I had lots of homeschool and private school friends, and I myself am a teacher. So I kind of had 
hands in all of it. And so it was a perfect fit. And then it grew up into this devotional that's really seen this year. That's great. I love how, you know, every, anything that starts off organically with just, this is, this is where my heart is. This is what mm -hmm. I'm doing anyway. I mean, that that's the best. So yes, um, I can relate. I have, we we've done homeschool and we've done private, we've never done private school, but we've done homeschool. We've done public school and kind of a mix of all the different ones. And it's true when you're doing a devotional, you need to be keeping those things in mind because right. they're all different. People are coming from all different places. And I love that you and Brooke were really conscious about that and wanting to include everyone. Yes. We, as I wrote the devotionals and the prayers in the book, we were really intentional about making sure it was for, I call it all ages and stages. So pre K through college, because my sons were early elementary pre-K when I wrote those first prayers in 2017, and now they're heading towards middle school. I am a college teacher, so I'm pre-K through college and no matter your schooling choice. So if you say, well, I'm a homeschool mom or private school mom, or I'm this, it's for you. The answer is yes, it's for you. And I teach online and teach face-to-face. -face, so we got those covered too. I love that. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's the new facet of, of teaching that really has become big now is making like, even, even the online yes. kind of virtual, virtual school too. Um. What are, what are some of the topics that you cover? Like, what are, is it a topical type devotional where you cover different topics to pray for your kids or is it sections? How's the book encapsulated? The book is um, 30 days. So it's day one through 30, but um, I did kind of arrange it loosely by topic. They're not even or some or like that. Like there's six days per topic, but I was looking for topics that would fit all moms, no matter where their children are at, or yeah. like I said, their schooling choice. And so the topics that we cover that some of them were already on that original prayer card and some of them I added, but were things like our kids' friendships, because the um, older my kids get, the more I learn how very important friendships and mentors are to them um, launching well, um, being coming, staying strong Christians, even as they leave our home. So friendships and even mentors are part of that. Um, they're teachers, of course. So um, these prayers are worded. So whether you're the teacher or you're sending them off to school, these prayers work for you. Also, um, of course, they're classes. But instead of focusing on them being the best and getting A's, we're focusing on things like diligence. Because um, even as I was saying today to my kids, you can't possibly be excellent at everything. Um, you can't get straight A's at everything um, without adding, giving yourself gray hair. Um, and so I um, encourage them to get A's and B's, do their best. And so I'm really most concerned that my children, even my students are diligent and show up more than that they get hundred percent in the class. And so that's really where we focus on classes is that they understand what they're learning and things like that. We also cover character because grades are important, but character is just as, if not more so important over the long haul. And then there's those special gifts that all of us see in our kids at birth. Um, like I have kids who are musical or analytical are just very good with friends or very good. I call it bringing the party. Mm -hmm. And so I pray that we steward those gifts well, that they see those gifts in themselves and that myself as their parent and themselves as a receiver of those gifts, steward them well and bring them up to glorify God. So those are the five areas, the um, friendships, teachers, gifts classes and character. That is so good. I love what you said about recognizing their strengths, because mm -hmm. I think I, I've 
I don't know, as the kids, as my kids get older, I have a teenager who's 16. I've got an 11 and eight year old. And as they get older, it's, I've started to realize that I have preconceived notions sometimes Mm -hmm. about, okay, this is what I want my kid to be like. These are Mm -hmm. the, the qualities I want them to have. And sometimes when they're different from those expectations or different from even me, not that I want them to be better than me in every area, but Mm -hmm. I find that where my kids differ, especially my oldest, um, I, I have to stop myself and say, wait a second, God made him so uniquely different from anyone else, including me. Mm -hmm. This is good. How is this going to show up? You know, even though he disagrees with me about this or he handles this thing differently, that's beautiful. And it's been so cool and freeing for me to be able to look at each one of them and acknowledge the differences, both from how I am and, Mm -hmm. and handle things, or, um, even how I have in my head that I think my kids should be in different areas. And, and it's been so freeing to see that. And God has really opened my eyes to just, I've made this kid for some really, really specific purposes. And so for you to call that out and just focus prayer on that. That's so powerful because we need that. I think we need that. Yeah. Cause so often we focus on the schooling or like you said, who we want them to become that we completely forget those things that God made them that we've seen since the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, They kind of get washed away. And so I just see those characteristics and want us to build them up. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And how empowering for the kid to like, that's whether you speak that out loud to them Mm -hmm. or whether they hear you praying that they're going to sense that encouragement and they're going to sense that you're affirming their, um, their gifting and their talents, um, just as you pray, you know, it's kind of like when you think about prayer for people, you know, praying for your enemies, if you pray for your enemies, you're naturally going to be softened toward them. Well, Mm -hmm. when you're praying and affirming these gifts in your kids, you're naturally going to be they're, they're going to sense that, that cheerleader mentality. So that's that's my hope anyway. (laughs) Oh, I love it. That's great. Well, um, so when you started writing this book, well, I didn't realize how far back it went Mm -hmm. writing some of these prayers. You obviously didn't, but, but when you started writing this book, you obviously didn't have any idea we were going to end our last school year in 2022 on such a tragic note with the, the events at Uvalde. Um, how do you see this devotional speaking to parents in this day of just really kind of being afraid for our children sometimes? Well, um, like I mentioned, I'm a college teacher. My kids are in public school and have been for the last nine years. And so um, twofold. One is um, the first prayer in the book actually um, really goes along with this topic Because it says, um, Lord, may our children know that God is with them. May his presence bring them peace. Mm. So really to begin with, um, and my husband also works in a career that takes him into potentially unsafe places. And so um, years ago, I had to really lay down those fears and give them to God. So um, Mm. Psalms like Psalms 91, talking about abiding in the shadow of his wings to really remember that God's presence gives us peace. There's, despite school, that's where we hear about it in the news, but our kids could be killed in the car wreck or something like that tomorrow. Um, We don't know what's going to happen. Um, Mm -hmm. But 
one, we can focus our eyes on Jesus and remember that when we're Christians, this is not the end. So often we look at this as if it's all there is, but um, my grandmother has done a wonderful job of teaching our family that this is not the end, that there is hope for a tomorrow, that Jesus is making us a place in heaven. So even as my sons were discussing this and my youngest was like, I've heard of where they come into the school and ask if you're a Christian. And then if you're a Christian, they, um, they might shoot you or something. He's seven, eight and worried about this. He's like, I'm not sure I do. I was like, buddy, keep your eyes on Jesus. If that ever happens to you, I want you to keep your eyes on Jesus because that is the most important thing. I know where you're going. I would, it would break my heart. I cannot even imagine how devastating, but I want you home with Jesus. Um, that's the most important thing, but two, there are actually some practical things we can do. Um, for instance, um, when my youngest son was in daycare, I specifically chose not to have him in a daycare on my campus because if something happened, I wanted to be a teacher and take care of my students and not be crazy running across campus, trying to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, my sons, um, go to a school that has, um, police officers on the campus. They have, um, double doors to get into the schools. So they've done a lot of those safety measures that have been advised. And my mom texted me as soon as that happened and said, who do I need to talk to to make sure your schools are safe? And I bet a bunch of parents were asking that because our superintendent sent out an email saying, this is the steps we're doing to make sure your kids are safe. And so, um, if you don't feel your schools are safe, pray about it and go talk to the school board, um, pray, but also there are opportunities to be proactive. Um, but this book really, my prayer and hope is that it helps us remember where our focus lies. Scary things and bad things will happen. I wish I could tell you otherwise. Um, there will be hard times, but when our anchor is in God and our focus is on Jesus, that he will see us through those. Um, he has the power and the strength to do it. Oh, I love that. And, you know, cause the thought that I had is I think sometimes we think, well, if prayer can't prevent the trouble, then mm-hmm. what good is it? You know? And, and for you to just say, you know what, sometimes prayer is about shifting our focus on God. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's very important. It doesn't mean that God doesn't work in amazing, miraculous, powerful ways many times to accomplish an outcome, but the Mm -hmm. prayer is never about the outcome alone. You know, the prayer is about connecting with God and turning to him and basically surrendering. I mean, I think all of our prayers, even when we take those deepest desires of our hearts, holding them up to God, I mean, it's, it's all about surrendering them to him and recognizing that we can't make those come about that if they're going to happen, it's going to be him anyway. So, and if it's not, then, then it's, it's something that he's allowing and that he's still at work in. Um, and that can be hard. I would say, cause, um, even as I look back on the prayers that, um, I started praying in 2017, um, there's actually three on that card, but one of them was answered immediately. So one of the prayers was for my kids to have good teachers who really saw them. It's one of the prayers I pray every single summer. Mm-hmm. Um, that one has been answered in spades um, as we've gone throughout our school years. Another one was for our kids to find good friends. That actually has taken five years for that prayer to be answered. And God had to move through us as parents and change us. And we even chose to change our church location, even though we love the church we were at, there just simply weren't very many kids. Um, So we even switched churches over the last five years. 
And even last night we were at youth group thing and my kids were playing in the pool with a bunch of kids their age who are now their good friends. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you, God, for answering that prayer. Mm. And I think it's even sweeter. And the answer is even more obvious having waited for it that long. Like I can't stop thanking God for those kids because we waited so long for those friendships and those connections. And then other prayers, um, he hasn't answered. Like I, my prayer, one of my prayers was for my kids' health. And as we know, COVID's happened in the interim. Mm-hmm. And um, even during that time, I myself have come down with chronic fatigue. And as much as I would pray that it's gone, it's not. Um, many mornings I wake up tired um, and God sees me through it. I just pray, God, you know what today holds? You've got to see me through it because I don't have it. Um, even this morning, I was really tired and we had technical difficulties. Our internet was out. So I drove an hour to my mom's house to make sure I had internet for this podcast. I did interview. not know you drove an hour to your yes. mom's house. You said you're at your mom's house. I didn't know that it had yeah. taken that long. I drove thing. an hour to my mom's house because all my work <sighs> is computer-based um, that I do because I'm an author, I'm an online teacher, and then podcaster. So everything needs the internet. Aww. So I said, all right, mom, I'm coming to your house. And so, um, no, I'm here at her house and, um, I'm tired, but I know God has this conversation. He has my work today and I was at peace about it. I wasn't stressed. I was like, all right, we'll roll with the pinches. God's got it. I don't have to stress and worry about it because even in this place, God's got it. Um, I'll just keep my focus on him. (laughs) Well, I really, I, I think it's really important what you talked about that moment of, seeing the kids and like having this snapshot moment that's kind of like an Ebenezer stone of an answered prayer. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that and just the importance of doing that along the way? And, you know, just as you, I mean, I love that this book, this devotional gives us, you know, some of these things, um, Mm -hmm. some of these things to pray, but, um, but what do you think about the importance of not only praying for your kids, but taking time to celebrate and remember the answers. What I do and have done for years is keep a prayer journal. Mm. And so, um, and that's taken on many, many forms. So if you're like, I want a prayer journal, there's many forms. This one, this book is a prayer journal. So if you want a place to start, this one's a good place to start, Mm -hmm. um, to start journaling your prayers. But um, I've, Right now, I'm just using a notebook, honestly, um, when I'm not using a prayer journal like this one, but I just leave space between the prayers and kind of date the day um, that I pray it. And every Sunday morning, I honestly text my friends and family and say, hey, how can I pray for you this week? And then I write write those down every Sunday as I have time. But when I have time, I'll go back through those prayer journals and kind of make notes of, okay, God answered this prayer. Hey, we're still praying this, but um, it is precious to have those prayers written down um, or even my note card that I wrote on. I keep it in my copy of my book. Um, So the note cards here and it's with my copy of the book, but they're a constant reminder of you. Like you said, that Ebenezer stone, even before I started a prayer journal um, officially, when I would have those burdens that I could not stop stressing about those prayers that were so huge or those um, struggles that I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. Maybe it was a job situation. Maybe it was a career move, a um, choice of what school to go to when I was in college, 
or what school your child should go to or what um, treatment plan to do because of health issues. Mm -hmm. I had this prayer box where I put um, Psalms 30, 33 and 34 on it, some verses from those that talk about us laying our prayers down and giving them to God. And um, I just had this little note in the top of that box saying the prayers I put in this box are yours. And I'm going to remember whenever they come up in my mind that I have physically put them in your hands. And so I would write the prayer on a note card and put it in there. And I still have those first boxes from 20, 25 years ago. And going back to those, I don't even remember some of those prayers. Like I don't remember being in that kind of angst over that situation. But it is such a blessing to look back on in my own handwriting where I dated it. And I was so worried and stressed out to see how God answered those. Because the Psalms talk about over and over again, and especially in Psalm 78, about telling your children, passing these things on, telling them what God has done. And so when we have these prayer journals, one, we can remind them of what God's done when we see it ourselves. But two, after we're gone, they can go through those and see what God has been doing in their family. And hopefully it will continue to give them hope for the future in their own lives. That's great. I think that is so important. And just that um, I have had that experience too, with going through old prayer journals. I love your box idea. That's so neat. (laughs) But the same thing where I'll go through a prayer journal and I'll think, Mm -hmm. I don't remember even praying about this. And then I'll Mm -hmm. think, well, God answered it, you know, and I probably when it was answered, didn't remember that I had prayed about it. So that's Mm -hmm. the very cool thing is there's so many things that are either, and, and then I think just how many unspoken, unwritten down prayers God has answered. Mm -hmm. He's just constantly at work. So I think part of the prayer journey is kind of looking in, digging in to just opening your eyes to God working around you. Cause I think sometimes we get this, I don't know, you get this one, you know, golden ring prayer that you're like Mm -hmm. this, I need this to be answered, whether it's you know, a a spouse or a child or a job or something big. Mm -hmm. And when that one thing that we're putting all of our focus and attention on isn't answered in the way that we want, when we want it, we lose sight of all of the other just incredible, rich blessings that God is working on constantly. So that's another great thing that I love about having a prayer journal and, Mm -hmm. you know, having these prayers for our kids right in front and center, because then we can say, we're just thinking about it. We're thinking about those things. And so when your kid does meet a new friend, that's just perfect for them, or Mm -hmm. when they, you know, succeed in that class that they've been struggling in, or they have a teacher that shows attention, you know, those are things that you can look back and say, I, that was a desire of my heart and God came through. So Mm -hmm. that's wonderful. And something that you said about having that golden ring prayer, because oftentimes we put our hope in the blessings instead of in the blesser. And so many times, I wish I could tell you which authors I've heard this from recently, but it's been many have really been reminding me to focus on the blesser and not the blessings. So even during those times when our golden ring prayer isn't answered, our hope is still in God and not those things that he's given us, which is really, really hard. I'm not even going to pretend that's easy. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had prayers. I've been praying for 20 years that still are not answered. And I finally sat down and thought, maybe God is answering no. And I just need to let it go. Maybe I need to ask for his provision in this place instead of banging on his door, asking for this thing. 
And mm -hmm. so even just recently, I've just started asking, okay, it seems like you have us here. It's not going to change. So I ask you to change me and my heart and provide in this place instead of me banging on your door for my answer, my golden ring. Mm -hmm. um, and that has really brought me so much more peace um, than banging on the door, asking for something that he's been telling me no for 20 years. <laughs> right. Well, and it's not like by you saying, okay, God, I'm content here in this place mm -hmm. that he doesn't still know that you want that thing and that he's right. not going to still, it's not like when you get to that place of surrender that he's going to say, oh, I don't have to work anymore in that area. Right. She said she doesn't care anymore. He knows. So yeah. if that does come to pass in the way that you want, it, it will still be a huge blessing. But in the meantime, you find more contentment and yes. peace in the process. Yeah. Hmm. Peace in the process. I like that. We just wanted to take a quick break to share about a sponsor of today's episode, Faithful Counseling. Let's face it, life can be hard. It's so important to show up for yourself and your loved ones through all of the struggles life can bring. One way you can do this is by checking in regularly with a Christian therapist. We know not everyone has the time or the money for in-person therapy, but thanks to Faithful Counseling, Christian therapy can be accessible to anyone. You can speak to your counselor by video, phone, or text. Scheduling is so easy, and financial aid is available. I recently started using Faithful Counseling myself, and I admit I had never been to a therapist, and I was kind of nervous about the process. But I was shocked at how easy it was to get started, how convenient it is to communicate with my counselor, and how easy she is to talk to. We would love for you to find out for yourself how beneficial Christian counseling can be. So our sponsor, Faithful Counseling, is offering you 10% off your first month when you use our special link at faithfulcounseling.com slash praying. What would you say to the mom listening who feels like, ugh, it's too late? I've wasted it. I've wasted my, my parenthood. It's too late to pray for my kid. Cause I haven't started praying for them or feels, you know, I can't tell you how many times it's happened to me where I just feel this sense of urgency. Like, Oh no, I should have done this thing for my kid. You know, he's 16 now. So mm -hmm. what would you say to that mom? I would remind her that we're laying a foundation because, um, my oldest is entering middle school. So we're on the downward slant for him. And even as I'm learning things myself, I'm like, oh, I got to stuff this into him too. Right. <laughs> and God's constantly reminding me right now, you're learning this in your forties, you're laying a foundation and not even mm -hmm. I'm laying a foundation. I'm partnering, partnering with God to lay this foundation of faith for my kids. God and my child are going to continue to build on this foundation for many, many, many years to come. It is not my job to build the whole house. It is my job to show up with the tools God gave me this day. So I would say, if you're just learning to pray intentionally over your kids, these are the tools God gave you today. Don't be upset. You haven't had them for 20 years or for 15 years or even 10 or five. Just start with the tools he gave you today and get to, and do the work. Show up today and start today doing it because God's Praying to God is powerful. He can do lots of things through prayer and just be a faithful mom starting today on this particular thing. I had something that I just realized my son's been struggling with. 
and I haven't been intentionally bringing it to God. And I'm like, I, I, I know this stuff. Why have I not been intentionally praying about that and asking others to pray too? Yeah. Um, I will now, but um, I'm like, why haven't I thought of this already? We get busy. We forget. But that's where that whole um, in Romans, it talks about the Holy Spirit hears our hearts and speaks with words for us. So I really think one, the Holy Spirit fills in that gap for us. I'm pretty sure that's in Romans eight and two, that God didn't give you that tool earlier. So don't worry about it. I believe fervently. If he wants me to have something, he is capable of giving it to me and bringing it into my life if I really need it. And so just continue forward in the tools you're gaining today and don't belabor that you haven't had it. That's really good. I like that picture of you're build, you're laying the foundation. You're not building the whole house. Right. And I do feel that way sometimes as I think of, you know, a couple more years before graduation. And I think how much more, you know, I want to like hurry up and, you know, put up this rickety house made of sticks just to say that it's there, you know, mm -hmm. and that's not what God wants. You know, he, he doesn't want you to, to do things in haste and God's timing is perfect where he's called you, he will equip you. And mm -hmm. in our parenthood, I think you're right. We just, we just need to look forward forgetting what's behind not wallowing. Cause I tend to be a wallower. I'm very mm -hmm. good at wasting time, regretting what I haven't done. And that's, mm -hmm. that's a tool of the enemy to paralyze us and keep us from doing the thing that we're being called to do today. Right. So, yeah. And even in my own family, like I grew up in a home that was, um, abusive mm -hmm. and my mom, thought about leaving for years, but she didn't actually start healing herself with intentional counseling. And then um, finally divorcing my dad when I was in college. Um, but the work she did, even as I was a teenager in my late teens, and then um, the work she did on herself while she, I was in college, that changed the tra trajectory of my life. Because wow. um, my sister and I both have good husbands who are Christians and who are safe people, but I attribute that to the work my mom started doing. And I was, I think I was 16 or 17 when she started intentionally going to counseling herself and then passing on what she had learned and then continuing to heal herself over those years. And I know it was ridiculously hard for her, mm -hmm. um, but she just kept gently sharing what she was learning and encouraging us to get the counseling and help we needed having grown up that way. But even though she started the pivot and I was in my late teens, that pivot mattered. So if your teens are in their late teens, you're like, oh, no, it's too late. The work you do starting today, it, it matters and it holds a great impact over your family for future generations. So don't worry about it being too late. Just go where God's guiding you. Oh, that's so good. And then there's the next generation of grandchildren also, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you can just look forward to, but that is that, that just really, I don't know. That's a great illustration of hope of what your mom did. And just that impact that it had on you, even in your later teen years, when mm -hmm. a lot of people would say, well, you know, if there was damage done, it would be very hard to undo at that point, but God knew what you needed and when you needed it and provided, and that's just another testimony to who we need to be focused, <clears throat> excuse me, focused on. Right. And I know all three of us children still have our various ways that we're dealing with that Yeah, relationship growing up. Yeah. So it's not perfect. I wouldn't say we're completely healed, 
but it has also given us the opportunity to speak into so many other people's lives who absolutely if we had a poly in a childhood we wouldn't have a clue how to relate to others and i'm finding out that there's so many more people who grow up in difficult situations than we ever even want to imagine and so um yes we grew up in a hard thing but my mom anchoring us to god throughout our childhood and then like i said making that pivot herself it has enabled us to help others who are also living in similar circumstances so though i wouldn't wish for it i have learned to be thankful for it um And even though I wasn't responsible for what happened, I am responsible for what I do with it now that I'm adult. And so, um, yes, and it's completely changed the trajectory of our family, just her making that pivot when we were teenagers, because my kids don't even know what that kind of a lifestyle is, for which I am eternally grateful. (laughs) Yes. Well, what would you say is your personal biggest struggle in your prayer life for your kids? It would be like I just said a few minutes ago, remembering to pray myself over big things. I mean, you would think I got this, Um, but so often I'll be worried about something. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a few months in, even sometimes a couple years in, I'll think, why have I not been intentionally praying over this? I know better. So those daily things, it can be easy sometimes to remember to bring to God. But sometimes those really big things that really bother us, we just don't want to hand them over. Um, We may not even occur to us to hand them over that he wants that thing too. Um, Or we try to ignore it in our own family as it not being as big of a problem as it is. And so we don't think to bring it to him. But I am so thankful that God wants all of us. He wants the big things, the little things, and the things we try to hide. He wants it all. Yeah. What do you love most about prayer? I love most that it is like having coffee with my best friend every single day because um, I can bring those struggles to him. It's an ongoing conversation. Um, It's even why my podcast is called Over a Cup because over a cup with God and then over a cup with friends. But it's really about having this connection every single day throughout my entire day to just bring it to him. Um, So when I'm tired or feel like I don't have enough for my kids, I bring it to him. When my kids are arguing arguing in the other room, I try to remember to pray and ask for insight before I walk in there to deal with it. Um, But it's like this ongoing conversation and this ongoing presence um, that you don't have to stop whenever you get up from your quiet time. Or if you never get a chance to sit down, it never starts. He's with you there all the time and wants to be connected to you always even as you go throughout your day. And so I just love that it's that abiding relationship throughout our day. It's not just a one and done that he, like he said, he is with us and we can lean into that and trust it and not fight our way through our days alone. Yeah. I, I just don't have any idea how I would get through life without God. I think about that sometimes. And I just think, how do people navigate this alone? Mm -hmm without God and without the hope that he is powerful, that he loves us, that he sees the big picture and that he's always at work. I mean, that foundational truth, it's, I I have no idea how I could face some of the things that life throws at you without that knowledge and that hope and that relationship. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
Well, do you have any stories just kind of that you can think of, of how you've seen God work through prayer for your kids over the years? Well, one that I alluded to was with um, friendships because um, I grew up in, well, I grew up, our family was like gypsies. We moved from one place to another. So I always attributed my um, struggle with friendships in school and in church and things like that to us moving so much. So one of my goals for our family was to stay in one place as much as we were able. And because I thought that would fix it. It didn't. Um, my, my oldest son, um, well, he cut, takes out of his parents. We're nerds. Um, we act, <laughs> absolutely nerd out. Nerd is not a bad word in our family. No. And so um, that we are in Oklahoma and granted we are in the city, but it still takes time to find your people. And so even though he started out in the school system and pre-K, he never really found his people at church or at school or anywhere. He never really clicked with anybody. And so that's why I started intentionally praying in 2017, please help him find friends, godly friends who help draw him closer to you. And they weren't coming and they weren't coming. And they even got, things got worse with bullying situations, which I write about in the book. Um, I tell about that situation in one of the devotionals in the book where it got even worse instead of getting better. And through that all, especially in 2019, um, I started feeling this, to me, it's a navel pull when the Holy Spirit's kind of working on you. It just feels like this navel pull. And so he kind of had been working on us, telling us it was time to move from our current church home. And we're like, there's nothing, we love it here. We love these people here. Yes, the youth the youth um, group, the children's ministry is um, small. There weren't even any kids in my son's grade. But we're like, they're trying to grow it. And so we waited around a couple of years while they were trying to grow it, but it wasn't growing at that time. And so um, we just kept filling that navel pull. And we even kind of felt this pull to this particular church. And we were like, not there. They're big. They don't need us. We're not going there. But we kept filling that pool. And so finally COVID happened, which made a break exceptionally easy right. um, because everybody was closed for six months. Mm-hmm. And um, some friends just happened to, that we haven't even talked to in six months said, hey, do you guys want to try out different churches with us? And we were like, sure, sounds good. And so we started trying out churches with them and ended up at the church that we said, no, not there. They don't need us. But I had no idea how much we needed them because it was after that, that I found out I had chronic fatigue. It was after that, that um, some things changed in our family. And then my son went from having no kids in his grade to having 60 kids in his grade. And so um, there's about five or six of them that are going to be in middle school with him from that church. And so they hang out at church together. They're going to be able to hang out school together. Some of them are even in band together, but it's this sweet group of boys who are all get each other and are each other's people. And I am so thankful for it, but God had to work on us. We felt him telling us it was time to move on, but because of our roots, where we were, we were like, no, God, not that. Yes. It had, we, our family has needed this place and this church because we needed a much bigger net than we had at the other place, especially with how I've been feeling, our family needed a bigger net and my sons are finding friends there and it has been such a blessing, but it was five years in the making and God had to grow us too. It wasn't just changing the kids at school or making a kid move into school. Um, he was working on us at the same time. And so um, if you're struggling in one of those times, I would just encourage you to keep showing up, but also listen to what God's telling you, even if it's an answer you don't like. 
are not expecting. Yeah, because, you know, you, you know, you think I'm going to pray for more friends for my kids. And so God's going to bring them to my kids. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily plan for a job change or a church change or a school change or who knows what, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it is, I think that's so important to, to be open to creative answers to prayer that you didn't expect and to be open to shifting that might feel almost like going backwards sometimes. I mean, I, I, one thing that you said that really resonated with me is when you started praying for your son to have friends, it got worse. Not only Mm -hmm. did he not have friends, but he began to be bullied. And I mean, that can feel very scary and, Mm -hmm. you know, just to, to feel like, okay, did God not hear me? Is the (laughs) devil attacking and trying to make, or is God allowing this? Is this something that he's using that looks bad, but it's moving us in the direction of, of whatever. It's so hard to read those things. Mm -hmm. But again, like it just goes back to what you said, when we fix our eyes on the giver and not the gift, then we know that he's faithful and we just keep on praying and and keep on being open to whatever happens. But Mm -hmm. that's a very, I love that story of just the, the ways, the steps that God has used to provide for your family and your kids. Yep. And like I said, I'm still pinching myself and thanking him daily for that. (laughs) That's wonderful. Well, um, how can our listeners connect with you either on social media or online and find out more about this book and the other books that you have available? All right. Well, I am at TaraLCole.com. I'm Tara L. Cole on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. So you can find me in all the places as Tara L. Cole. This is Everyday Prayers for the School Year. And so it's available everywhere books are sold on Amazon, Sam's Club, Target, all the places. So you can get it wherever books are sold. And you can also find links to it on my website. But I would love to connect with you and pray for you and your family and help you continue to build a foundation of faith in your families. That's wonderful. Well, how can we pray for you today? I'm going to close us out in prayer. What can we pray about for you? Well, I would love it if you would, um, as all our kids are going into a new school year or Mm -hmm. starting school, um, this airs August 15th. And so my Mm -hmm. kids will be starting school in three days. So praying that that goes well for them, that the school year, um, again, that they have teachers who really see them. Mm -hmm. And then um, always a prayer for my health as I um, continue to expand energy and um, that this blessing, that this book will just bring glory to God. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really what I want it to do. All right. Well, Tara, thank you for being here with us. This has been great. It's been really good to talk to you and I can't wait to read the book. Thank you for having me. All right. God, we just thank you so much for this time to just focus on prayers for our kids and and just to explore all the ways that we can be intentional about lifting our kids up to you. We just pray for this upcoming school year, Lord. We just lift up the kids that are about to return to school or who may have recently returned to school in whatever capacity that is, whether it's private, public, homeschool, or any anywhere in between. We just pray, God, in Jesus' name, that you would provide for every single one of their needs, that their teachers, whether it's moms being teachers or dads or teachers... Um, in a different place, Lord, that you would provide those teachers with insight and wisdom, that they would truly see each of our kids for who they are, that they would be able to call out their strengths, um, that they would be able to uh, recognize difficulties and identify 
root causes of some of the struggles that they might be having either socially or academically um, to be able to find solutions for those things. I pray that not one child would go unnoticed who is suffering, who is lonely, who is struggling with depression or anxiety or uh, thoughts of harming themselves or thoughts of negative self-worth. God, we just pray that those children would be seen and poured into, and that if any kids out there need help, that they'd be identified and, and placed on a path to get the kind of help that they need. We pray, God, that the gospel would go out, Lord, that you would fill our schools with people who are bold and willing to speak out, uh, just just to, to share the gospel in whatever way that is, whether it's through words or actions, that the love of Jesus would be just manifest on our campuses and in our homes and all across the world in the, in our schools. Lord, we just lift up Tara to you and just pray that you would just help her to have vision for the next steps for her to take after getting this book out into the world. I know it's probably been a very long, arduous process of blood, sweat, and tears. And, and we just thank you, God, for bringing it to this point of being published and getting out into the world. We thank you that you have big plans for it. We just pray you would open the doors wide open for many, many people, even more than Tara could ever ask or imagine to get a hold of this book and for their lives to be changed, God, and for their children's lives to be changed and their grandchildren, that there would just be uh, ripple effects all over as a result of this book, that you would be glorified, that, that kids would be changed and strengthened, and that moms and whoever else read this, grandmothers, aunts, um, would be transformed as a result of praying for their children and their grandkids and their nieces and nephews and all of the kids in their sphere of influence. We pray for Tara's health, God. We just pray in Jesus' name that you would bring healing to her body, that you would help her to have the energy that she needs to move forward each day, and that as she does, she would see your mighty hand at work sustaining her and helping her and equipping her with every single thing that she needs. We pray that you would surround her with people who would pick up the pieces that are left behind when she doesn't have the energy and that she would be blessed. And we just thank you so much for her ministry, for her words and for her heart, for prayer, and just for, for helping women to draw closer to you. Bless her God in abundance and her family and her kids in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the praying Christian women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.